you everybody for tuning in. I will say it again then. Uh, I will say my intro again just in case it wasn't clear. We're going to talk about some Super Bowl free agents that the Cowboys should target and some players that could help out that Dallas in the free agency period if they decide to target them and sign them. So kind of like a, you know, team need preview but while looking at players that we will be watching on Sunday. And it also gives us an opportunity to talk about Super Bowl 57 a little bit at the same time, but with a Cowboys twist to it. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, another Kellen Moore start. Yeah, that was his low start to the show. False start, Mo Rudd, five-yard penalty, repeat, first down since Bruce got the Toxic use. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I don't know what happened uh, with the audio. I think that the mic got unplugged, but I appreciate you telling me and letting me know in the chat. All right. So, you know, full start to start the show, but hey, we can we can still uh, make it up with a 95-yard touchdown drive here. Let's try to have some fun tonight. Primetime, as always, by the way, brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. It is Wednesday night. So we will talk about them when it comes time to talk about the stat of the week. And it is related to the salary cap, by the way. But hey, shout out to everyone joining the show. I appreciate you. Let's talk a little bit about some of these players that the Cowboys could target uh, that will be playing on Sunday. Uh, with the exception of one, because I will admit that I am cheating when it comes to one uh, specifically but before we dive into this list this short list of players that i prepared for you let me know in the chat what do you think is the biggest need for the dallas cowboys heading into free agency and heading into the end of the 2022-2023 season i know that it's not considered the end uh you know uh until march because we're talking about the what they call the end of the year and all of that. But what do you think it is, is the biggest need for the Cowboys heading into 2023? A little bit of trouble there with the presentation as well. I don't know why, but hey, there you go. I'm calling it a presentation as if this was a class. Uh, <laughs> wide receiver for Shelby. Uh, general manager says Toxic Tom. While I won't disagree with general manager being a top-tier need, uh, that's not one that will change at least not this year. Uh, El Tino goes with wide receiver. Dwayne Brown says, do not want no Philly free agents, says Dwayne Brown. Hey, uh, spoiler alert, there will be a couple of them. And because uh, I wanted to keep it 50-50 here. Hey, at the same time that you're bolstering your own roster, you're taking weapons away from the enemy. So I wouldn't mind that. Uh, we know that Jason Peters was valuable for the Cowboys this year. Uh, let's see here. Wide receiver definitely says Jeff Clark. Offensive line for Joey Vela. We've got Frankie going with O-line help. Bruce got the toxic uses. Weapons, weapons, and more weapons. Offensive line, cornerback, and wide receiver for Gregory. Gilbert goes with cornerback. Uh, toxic Tom says, I want a Brett Beach or Howie Roseman. The two GMs of the teams that we will watch on Sunday. I will tell you what. Brett Beach is probably the most unheralded hero over there in Kansas City. The way that he handled things 
especially with, you know, the Tyreek Hill situation, being able to look ahead and want to get rid of a guy that is as productive, as explosive, as famous, as beloved as Tyreek Hill was over there in Kansas City, while also setting yourself up for the future like they did, that's amazing. And I know it all starts with Patrick Mahomes. It all starts with Andy Reid doing magic with whoever is lining up on offense, but they, they're well set up for the future. And they've been to the AFC championship games five consecutive times. So got to respect what they're doing and got to respect their uh, general manager, who's kind of a young hotshot over there in the front office world in the NFL. Speedy wide receiver says Brian. We'll get into one tonight. And hey, that is the actual, that is actually the perfect opportunity. Uh, most common answers were wide receiver and offensive line, uh, with a hundred roll mention to cornerback. So let's get into it right away. My number one Super Bowl free agent that the Cowboys should target is a player that we talked about this offseason as well, the, the past offseason. Wide receiver Juju Smith. Schuster. He signed kind of a one-year prove-it type of deal, and suddenly he had a very, very good season for the Chiefs. He actually became one of the biggest weapons for that offense, and even though he's not a top-tier wide receiver or an elite guy in the NFL, he got the job done, and I think that he's a guy that can help you beat both man-to-man coverage and zone coverage. I think that he is very tough over the middle of the field. He will not shy away from some hard hits, but he will hold on to those footballs. He gives you options, and he can play outside as well. And the thing is, when you look at free agency and you look at the wide receiver position, let me tell you something that you might not like. There are not a lot of names out there. Think about the PFF top 100 free agent rankings, for example. You've got Jacoby Myers from the New England Patriots at number one. And then Juju is outside of the top 30. And there is no other wide receiver in between those two. Like it's Jacoby Myers at seven in the top 10 of the free agents. And then Juju's over there outside of the 30. I think it's actually outside of the top uh, 35. So when you are looking at free agent wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster might be one that is doable money-wise for the Cowboys, and he might also be one of your best options in free agency. And here's the thing: I don't know if he will be—I don't know if he will be the best option out there. He might be the safest. And you're—the good thing is that you're not asking him to be the number one guy stepping into your team, especially like if you are the Dallas Cowboys. You have CeeDee Lamb. You can ask Juju to be the number two guy. And we can overcomplicate things. We can talk about where he can line up. I will say that the guy can generate separation. And that's something that the Cowboys lacked in 2022 and ultimately became one of the reasons why they struggled so much this season or, or one of the reasons why they were so inconsistent and so CD Lamb reliable. And we saw it against San Francisco 49ers as soon as the Miko Ryans kind of figured out, oh, we're doing CD Lamb only in the second half. They took care of him and essentially 
destroyed the Cowboys in the process in the second half, uh, defensively speaking, of course. So I, I would love to have uh, Juju Smith-Schuster on the team. I think that he's going... I think that the fact that there are not a lot of free agents, though, at wideout this offseason might drive his price a little bit higher than we would have want, uh, that the Cowboys would have wanted to. But hey, I think that he is the safest bet that you can find in the in, the, in this year's free agent class. According to spotrack.com and all of the contract values that we see on the screen tonight will be calculated by SpotRack and estimated by them. Uh, his market value, according to that website, is $14.6 million per year. So, you know, definitely a high number, but it will come down to the terms of the contract. Can you get it, you know, can you get it to work as a short-term kind of deal, a deal you can get out of in the next two to three years and figure things out? Uh, I will point out, and I was surprised at this. Just like, think about it. Think about it right now. How old is Juju Smith-Schuster? You know, he was with the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a while. The whole Antonio Brown drama occurred over there in Pittsburgh. You remember that when, when AB was upset that the team had voted Juju Smith-Schuster as the team's MVP. He couldn't handle it. AB just couldn't, couldn't really grasp that concept of not being recognized as the number one guy on the team. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is 26 years old. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe it's just my perception of things. Maybe it's just the fact that it didn't quite work out on, on Pittsburgh. But I kind of feel like uh, that's younger than I would have expected. I would have thought that maybe Juju was like uh, getting close to the 30-year to the mark. But, but when you think about it, it, it does make sense. It's just maybe the perception of him being with the Kansas City Chiefs and him being in contract situations slash drama. But I don't want to say drama in, in a negative way. Like he's just been in a lot of contract uh, sensitive situations that maybe that's why he also seems a little bit older. Uh, Joey Bella says, I thought that he was 32. No, but he, he he's 26 years old. Actually, let me double check. <laughs> Let me double check because I might be, I, I'm even second guessing my notes right now, especially because Alex Gomez said, what? <laughs> no, the guy's 26 years old. <laughs> Yo, Alex Gomez dropped what in the Facebook chat? And then stinking Joey Bella said, uh, 30 years old too. El Tino go went with seems older. And you, I even had to double check my notes. I, I just took my notes a few hours ago. Jeff Clark says, I was thinking he was older too. That's crazy, right? <laughs> this just proves my point. This just proves my point. Uh, thank you for your comments. Joe Mesa also says, well, yeah, we all thought he was older. 26 is still solid. Yeah, he's still quite, quite young. That might drive his price up though. But hey, Juju Smith-Schuster, my number one guy, and also tending to one of the top needs. Yeah, you guys already said that uh, the Cowboys' number one need could be wide receiver. So there, there it is. This kind of like uh, proves it as well. So that's the number one guy that I wanted to look at here in ADC Sports Dallas primetime. The number two guy, and you, you, you should tell me if you would like or dislike this one in the chat. Here we go. It's another wide receiver. It is another Kansas City Chiefs player. 
we're talking about Mr. Nicole Hartman. And this is where I got to confess that I am cheating a little bit. Because Hartman will not be playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday because of injury. But I still wanted to include him because he is set to hit free agency. And he was a big part of the Chiefs. I mean, he's been like this uh, solid contributor slash rotational player for Kansas City for a while now. And Nicole Hartman, for those of you who maybe are not very familiar with his game, the guy is fast. Like fast, fast. I don't want to say Cavante Turpin type of fast, but he might be kind of an upgraded version of what Cowboys Nation wants out of Cavante Turpin. Because you're getting speed on the wide receiver, and you can also involve him in the gadgety kind of plays, which you can run end arounds. You can get him on motion and kind of give a concern to the opposing defense. He can be a home run threat. I will say I am surprised at the market value this bot rack calculates for him. They calculate $11 million per year deal. And I don't know about that one. I think it is very likely, though, that the market does not offer Hartman that. And I think that we could see Hartman looking for a prove-it deal. And that could get things interesting. Although I will say if he's looking for a prove-it deal, wouldn't it be better for him to stay in Kansas City where he has Patrick Mahomes throwing him the football and Andy Reid skimming him open? There's also certainly a question about his health. He is injured right now and he's been dealing with multiple injuries over the last couple of years or three years. Some people are concerned about inconsistencies when it comes to his hands, but I will say uh, he's coming off one of his most consistent years actually uh, catching the ball with a 73% catch rate. So that is good for Hartman. Uh, I would look at Nicole Hartman and I wanted to list him because once more, the Cowboys need a wide receiver. I am sure of that. So even if he's just like a spitster specialist, home run cred kind of guy in which you can also include in gadgety sort of plays. He's definitely a guy that I think the Cowboys should look at even more so if the market value doesn't really reflect what spot rack projects for him, which I think it is a high probability. I wouldn't be surprised if Nicole Hartman's year uh, deal, excuse me, ends up being below the double digit mark in average. So if he ends up signing a 9 million per year type of deal, that wouldn't surprise me. And if the price tag is lower than many would expect, uh, give me Nicole Harmon. I wouldn't mind that at all. Let's see here what you guys have to say about uh, Nicole. Because I know that this will be a more, more of a controversial one first. Uh, I would pass on him, says Gregory. Kid says Juju is trash and Hartman is trash. Uh, Toxic Tom says about 10 million too rich for my blood. What practice squad players are available? Says Toxic Tom. And hey, uh, this is a this is a life of it of Cowboys Nation, right? We we get hyped about some of these free agents, and then we also kind of remember, okay, chances are this will be another quiet offseason. But if you are holding out hope, and no, I am not, you know, uh convincing you of having hope 
that Stephen Jones and company will suddenly be aggressive in free agency. But they're going all in with the coaching staff. In an ideal world, they would follow that up or they would complement that with an all-in approach to roster building. Should we expect that? <laughs> Maybe not. But hey, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hartman might not be a big name free agents. So I think it's fair to include them in the conversation. Dwayne Brown says, ah, I like to see the receivers that we've got in the West Coast offense first. And while, while I also want to see that, I do think the Cowboys should approach wide receiver as they need. Uh, Bruce says, Lol, uh, LOL, I saw that. Mo has to know that he has a baby face. Yep. And you guys have not seen my brother, though. You guys have not seen my brother. <laughs> he, he is. El Tino says, Mo looks like he's 14. Okay, I see where this comes from. <laughs> uh, I think that arised from the, from the Hughes Smith Schuster conversation. Yo, my brother is like... Uh, my, I am 23 years old. Am I 23 years old? Yeah. My brother is six years older than me. And he looks younger than me. So uh, Some people think that I am older than him. That is crazy. Heard Dennis Houston has had a brother. Uh, Dennis Galveston, that's her big move. Says Toxic Tom. Oh, man. Bring him on the show. This is Dwayne Brown. Uh, he's a Patriots fan, though. He's a Patriots fan, so be ready for that. Maybe we can get a scouting report on Jacoby Myers out of him. Uh, anyways, moving on. Number three, free agent that I would like the Cowboys to see that we'll be playing in the Super Bowl uh, next Sunday is an offensive lineman, and he is a Philadelphia Eagle. So excuse me for having the audacity to suggest that the Cowboys should target a Philadelphia Eagle player, but the guy's good. And he will be a free agent. I am talking about offensive lineman Isaac Seumalo. Right guard for the Eagles. Wouldn't be a right guard for the Cowboys, obviously. And I say obviously because of a certain man called Zach Martin. But hey, Seumalo would be a top Top free agent signing. He, he's been solid for the Eagles. And he's done a little bit of everything too. Like you can see him get to the second level and he's making some key blocks out there. You, you never see him make mistakes in pass pro like mental mistakes. And the question right off the bat would be, wait a minute, Mo. Doesn't that guy play on the right side? Why would we need him? So Malo played most of his career on the left side. Actually, he made the switch from left to right this season. Eagles fans were not expecting Sale Malo to be the starter going into the season. Like it was a surprise in training camp when Nick Sirianni came out and he said, you know what? Isaac explained on the on the right side. That was not expected. Uh starting at least. And he, the, the Eagles have not regretted it. So I think that Silmalo has played himself, uh, has played good enough to get himself into a position in which he can cash in. And I would love to get Silmalo in, have him play at left guard, and give you more options. Because that way, 
You can keep Tyler Smith on the left side. If you want to do something to Tyron Smith's contract, you can also do that. Although I will say, and we just talked about it uh, earlier on the show, if you guys want to check out that show, probably your best combination of five offensive linemen includes Tyron at left tackle and then Tyler at left guard. But hey, this is giving you options. You're only as good as your worst offensive lineman. That is one of the uh, classic cliches of football. I think that Seo Malo would, would, would kill it for whoever he plays next. And if that could be the Cowboys, hey, uh, give me him. And I think it's kind of like a big possibility that he hits free agency because the Eagles have a lot of players to take care of and they're not going to be able to take care of everybody. I would love that. Joe Mesa says, I would love that pickup now. Uh, let's see here. We need this. Uh, Greece's army mom, Heather. Gregory says he's a tackle, right? Uh, no, he's actually a guard, right guard right now for the Eagles. I think that he has not played tackle in the NFL, although I would have to double check. I know that he played left guard, though. He played left guard for the Eagles. Uh, that's been where he has spent most of his career. That's a big guy. Says lost in translation. Yep. Hey, Isaac is one big guard. Kind of like, you know, our own Isaac. Isaac Alarcon. I thought you were in high school, says James. Yep. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like a lot of people do think uh, that forget about high school. A lot of people think that I'm in grade school. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I know, I know. I have a baby face. <laughs> it's funny, though. Eagles have tons of picks to coming this season. And next is Joe Mesa. Shake my head. Eagles look like they're going to stay relevant for the next five years. Oh, yes. Uh, sorry, sorry. But yeah, like you, you look at how the Eagles are built. They're not going anywhere. There's a certain irony to the Cowboys NFC picture right now. This is worth a show of its own, but I will just throw this parenthesis in here. The NFC appears to be wide open for the next three to five years. Like, try to make a, a top five NFC QVs in the NFC right now off the top of your head, and you're not going to get the names that you're going to get out of the AFC. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they're all on the AFC, man. Meanwhile, the NFC has... Aaron Rodgers, maybe, because Rodgers might end up in Las Vegas or New York with the Jets after his darkness retreat. <laughs> Don't tell anybody that I told you this, but you can bet. <laughs> well, at least they are publicizing these betting odds in which you can bet what substances will Aaron Rodgers consume during his uh, darkness retreat. <laughs> that made my day today. Like, there are actual betting odds. Oh, he's going to smoke this. He's going to get this. It's crazy. But the NFC looks wide open for the next three to five years. But also, the Eagles look like they're built to last a little bit. And they're in your division. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, ironic kind of situation there for the Cowboys. Although I had this uh, exchange on Twitter with Joey Ikes who's a must-follow on Twitter. And he actually has a book about uh, the Cowboys' offense, I believe, from 2015. I don't know if I'm right about that year. 
uh, you should check it out too. Uh, very, very good read. Kind of like what what offensive plays the Cowboys used that season was kind of like an offensive manual. I do recommend it. And Joey Ike said, we were talking about who the top five quarterbacks in the conference were. And he said, somebody needs to stick their head out the window, out of that building, and realize the outlook that they're in. Because this is the their best chance for a Super Bowl looking forward into the next three to five years. Forget about the Super Bowl window being closed. That is not the case. And as I said, as I said, uh, we should have a show about this topic, like a show of its own, because it's worth it. Let's do that. Uh, I don't know if we will do that tomorrow, because tomorrow we'll, we'll, we might have some Super Bowl content. I think that's fair. It is a Super Bowl. But maybe next week. Let's revisit that. Uh, you don't look a day over 15, says, uh, says Brian. Well, uh, I, I, I appreciate it. You know, before I was, uh, when I was on the rage, you don't like looking on the rage, man. Like, you, you want to be able to, to buy your own beer. <laughs> you got you, you to gotta, you be able to go wherever you want. But then the second that you turn 21 in Mexico, where I'm from, 18, then you, you don't mind at all what people say about your age. <laughs> Cowboys are the third youngest team in the league. Says Russell, Stephen Jones is so cheap. <laughs> he only owns one light bulb and carries it room to room with him. Says Toxic Tom. There you go. We've got the jokes now on the show too. But hey, let's move on to the final uh, free agent and then we'll get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Also an Eagles player. And okay, okay. This is more of a fantasy than anything else. This is... This is like the year-to-year the -year fantasy that we live with or that some of us live with at least. Defensive tackle, Fletcher Cox, three technique who has been dominant for most of his career. One of the best defensive players that we've seen, honestly, at the position over the last uh, decade or so. Fletcher Cox set to hit free agency once more. This spot rack number is not actually from spot rack. They don't have it calculated, but he did sign a 14 million deal last year for one season only. They cut him, they re-signed him. You, you guys remember that sequence, I'm sure of it. He didn't play as well as he had before. And that is like that figures. He he's reaching that age in which maybe he's far from his pick. And maybe the decline starts now for Fletcher Cox. But I would still love to get this guy on the team. Cowboys do not value defensive tackles that much, though. <laughs> but, man, having a dominant three technique is always a dream. And it does provide a lot of value for your football team. Maybe it's one of the most... And shout out to the honest NFL. This is always the Twitter account that I reference when talking about some of this stuff. Uh, and he's a must-follow on Twitter too. Anonymous former NFL scout. But having a three technique on the field is one of the most game-changing players that you can have when, it, when it's that level of dominance. Because they dictate everything that the opposing pass protection unit does in pass pro, like where they slide, where the center slides, almost always to the dominant three technique. This is one of the reasons why 
Chris Jones is so awesome for the Kansas City Chiefs, why Aaron Donald is so awesome for the Rams. And I'm not saying that Fletcher Cox is up to that level for a long time. Maybe he was like he, he was one of the top three guys in the league for a long time. I would love to get Fletcher Cox in Dallas. Uh, but I realized that because of how the Cowboys look at the position, because of where he is in his career, it's a difficult ask, especially because as long as the Eagles are interested in bringing him back, you would just assume that uh, he is likely to choose that path if the contract similars are if the contract offers are similar, excuse me. Uh, so I would love to get uh, Fletcher Cox on the team, but I do realize maybe that's the 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 more you know crazy one of of them all, the most unlikely one. <laughs> oh, Joe. <laughs> yep. I mean, I do love the player in Dallas, man. I, I would love to see him in Dallas. Ten million is perfect. Sign him, says Gregory. Dang, dang it, Tom. We thought with similar jokes. This <laughs> is Bruce. Yep. Yep. All right. Hell yeah, says Jeff Clark. He loves it. Man, I gotta be, oh, I gotta be careful navigating these comments now. Fletcher Cox hates the Cowboys, his kid. He would go to the Giants or Commanders before he does the Cowboys. Man, they they hate, they can hate uh any team. Uh, when that contract offer, though, hits the table, things change in a heartbeat. I can tell you that. They can say whatever they want to say in interviews and stuff. But Kajun Cowboy, though, does, makes, uh, does make a, a good uh, point here. He says, you know, Fletcher is too old. Let's look at Fletcher Cox's actual age. I don't, don't want to lie to you. I don't want to give you an inaccurate number. So let me fire up. Google really quick here on the phone as my phone hits uh, 3% battery life, by the way. Uh, 32 years old. I'm guessing he will be, uh, no, he will be 33 until next December. Doable. I don't think that age is necessarily a, a big concern. I think it's more about him not being the same guy, though. I mean, he, he will not be that dominant dominant version of Fletcher Cox that we have watched for, for years. He'll come to Dallas just to be near Moses Altino. <laughs> All right. There you go. So those are my four Super Bowl free agents that the Cowboys should target. Just to recap really quickly before we get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Uh, I had Juju Smith-Schuster, Nicole Hartman, Isaac Malo, and then uh, Fletcher Cox to close things out. And now that that's out of the way, we should talk about the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. And before we do that, let me know in the chat, let me know in the chat if you think the Cowboys will be more, less, or the same aggressive or, or they will remain the same aggressive when it comes to their free agency approach this season. And with that being said, let's get into the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. Because we've got some cap numbers for you tonight here on the A to Z, the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. We're going to talk about cap space because the Cowboys right now are at a negative 
$7 million when it comes to cap space. That gives them very little room to operate, quote unquote, because they can fix it in a heartbeat. And I wanted to look at the cap space as the stat of the week, because to be more specific, here's what the real stat of the week is. The fact that just by restructuring Dak Prescott, the Marcus Lawrence, and Zach Martin, you know, the guys that you you should be 100% comfortable restructuring, the Cowboys can go from negative $7 million all the way up to $33.5 million in cap space. And that's just by restructuring Dak too. Like if they extend him, this number can be even higher. But what I wanted to say is, this is without even touching or looking at the contracts of guys like Ezekiel Elliott, Tyron Smith, Michael Gallup, guys that you would have some second, you know, uh, some second thoughts of restructuring just because of what it could mean for the future. The Cowboys could go, you know, Dak, D-Law, and Zach Martin, boom. And this is the number that the Cowboys would have to sign some free agents and maybe be more aggressive than usual. So that is my Freeman Mazda uh, stat of the week brought to you by our friends over at uh, freemanmazda.net. And as always, remember that this is a family-owned business, has been so for over 65 years. You can check out their dealership over at Irving, Texas. You can check out their website over at freemanmazda.net and look at their wide range of new and used vehicles as well as the features of each and every one of the vehicles on the site. You can also check out the pictures of the outside of the car, inside of the car. You can check it out all right there. And as always, we do have the Freeman Mazda uh, Stat of the Week brought to you by the Ride of the Week, which in this case is the 2023 Mazda CX-30 2.5S. This one starts at $24,225. It's got all-wheel drive. Apple CarPlay slash Android Auto. Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, excuse me, Wi-Fi hotspot, adaptive cruise control, and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 when you are in the city. That goes up to 31 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the Freeman Mazda stat of the week. And let's get into your answers to the question. Do you think the Cowboys will be more, less, or remain the same when it comes to aggressiveness? this free agency. Let's see what you guys had to say there. Definitely more aggressive, Cecinez Gomez. They're going to sign James Washington again, says Danny Savage. Not a bad-looking Mazda, says Joe Mesa. I agree. Cowboys should definitely get one of those in free agency. Cowboys will be more aggressive, says Joe, this offseason. Danny Savage says, uh, Cowboys gone. No, no, excuse me. Tyron gone. Zeke gone. And Gallup gone. Dead weight. Ooh, strong words by Danny. I don't think that he can get rid of Michael Gallup. And as for the other two, I don't know what will happen. Uh, sounds like Zeke is going to take a pay cut. I mean, the fact that that's out there kind of gives you the idea that that, that will happen. And listen, if you're Zeke, you, you should be aware that the market is not going to be impatiently waiting for you to come available. That's not happening. 
So a pay cut could definitely be in play. They want to use it in free agencies as a way around. They will use it to sign their own players. This is the part of the game Dallas fails every year. Free agencies is Gregory. Be wise before aggressive, says Kajun Cowboy. Lawrence contracts guaranteed, says Danny Savage. He could restructure. That's a good thing for sure. Tribe says, Mauricio, who do you got? Eagles or Chiefs? We're going to get, you know, uh, in-depth at this question tomorrow night. I think that we deserve kind of a Super Bowl kind of show and, and really get into uh, more more time uh, talking about Super Bowl 57. But I will tell you, I don't know. My, my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl was the Kansas City Chiefs. Mid-season, even after they lost the Buffalo Bills, I had the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Same as the start of, same at the start of the postseason. So I, I just don't want to back out out of that pick now. I've got the Chiefs winning it all. But we'll get into it uh, more in depth tomorrow night. So make sure that you tune in. And in the meantime, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up. Hit the like button if you enjoyed the show. I really appreciate you guys tuning into the show. And as always, we're live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. You can check out the website for articles over at adzsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Prime Time is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. I appreciate you all. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central, and we'll get ready for Super Bowl 57. Thank you very much. Nos vemos el día de mañana. Jueves. Adiós. Bye bye.